HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Michter's Distillery. Visit michters.com to find out how their taste-is-everything-cost-be-damned attitude is creating some of the finest whiskeys available. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm your host, Amy Bolte, and I am so thrilled about the fact that we actually have what seems like a summer uh, here in, in sunny Brooklyn today. Um, it's been a weird winter and a very strange uh, spring. I mean, you probably couldn't even call it a spring, but I'm very psyched to have one of my favorite people in the world. <laughs> In the studio today, who is actually bringing more sunshine than ever to uh, to Brooklyn? <laughs> I have Miss Natasha David, Mrs. Hi. Natasha David. Hi. Yeah, welcome to the show. Thank you. I, you know, uh, we've worked together in the past. Mm-hmm. We've been friends for a while, mm-hmm. and it's so good to have you in the studio. I'm really happy to finally be here. Yeah, absolutely. And wow, congratulations on Nightcap. Thank you. One Very of the coolest much. bars that I've been to. In quite some time. Uh, that means a lot. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I've had uh, a lot of really great experiences there. I had one bad experience. <laughs> what happened? But it was, it was only my own fault. Oh, no. That, no. Don't feel bad. I bumped don't in, feel bad. I bumped into a candle and, and spilled wax all over Aaron Reese. Which At is, least you knew who you spilled the wax on. <laughs> and Aaron des- might deserve a little bit of wax. Well, the thing is, about that time... That in that that certain situation, it was all about like everyone hanging out and partying real hard. <laughs> so it was it was it was at it least was appropriate. At least it wasn't like a bad situation. Yeah. It was yeah. it was mostly good. <laughs> so Natasha, I, I again, I'm thrilled to have you on the show today. Um, let's let's like just get into it. Like, okay. how did you, like one of the things that uh, that I like about well, one of my main things about. Uh, being in the bar industry is like stories, mm-hmm. you know, and knowing how people like work their way into the places where they know Natasha David, you know. And so, how did you actually get into the bar industry and, and work your way up to 
the amazing person you are. Well, that's very kind. Um, well, I moved to New York when I was 18 to go to NYU and needed to, you know, have some spending money. So <laughs> I somehow, having absolutely no experience having ever worked in a restaurant, I got a job bartending in a dive bar in the East Village. Awesome. And I mean, literally knew nothing. And when I say, like, the food would come up and I'd be like wait how do you know like what goes to what table and they're like there's table numbers Natasha like <laughs> that's how things are done here so that's that's how I got started and I you know I'm it's actually one of those experiences I'm so grateful for because you know you learn so much by just slinging beers and making dirty martinis for hours on end mm -hmm. um, and then after that I just you know I had to, I had to continually pay my bills so from then on I kind of did everything from you know, being a cocktail waitress in six-inch heels and carrying trays <laughs> with millions of martinis to co-checking to then eventually um, becoming a manager at a restaurant. Um, and it was during that time that I met some amazing people. I met Jim Kearns and Lynette Marrero, and they were opening a bar program um, right underneath where I was working, which is actually now the... Um, Sweetwater Social. Oh, right. so, Tim and yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was yeah, it was Woodson and Ford back in the day, yeah. and they were opening up down there, and I was asked to join, um, and literally had no idea about anything. You know, I mean, I thought I knew how to bartend. I absolutely did not. I was very famous for not being able to crack open my shakers. Um, <laughs> I didn't know what anything on the back bar was, um, but it was an you know an amazing crash course and. From that moment, I kind of realized, oh, this could actually maybe be a career. Uh, I really love this, and let's see where it can go. Yeah. What was what was like the defining moment, good or bad, where you knew like you were kind of like in it, like like as far as like uh, being a bartender and uh, being in the industry. You know, I think after that whole experience, people, because I had Lynette and Jim, like, connected to me, I was being offered jobs, which was, like, very bizarre to me. <laughs> and I, like, didn't have to have a resume anymore. Um, so I feel like that's when I was like, okay, maybe, you know, I can keep doing this. Nice. Yeah, I, I love those two. Lynette, oh, they're so amazing. Lynette and, you know, and they've they're, been amazing they're mentors, and they, they've, you know, continued to be amazing mentors to me. Well, isn't that amazing about this? Uh, I feel like there's something extremely different from like, and, and I'm not in any way kind of trying, uh, trying to uh, differentiate the, uh, the two worlds of like the, the back of the house and front of the house, because wow. I mean like we, we rely on each other, right. you know, but uh, I feel like uh, someone was asking me the other day about like, uh, you know, why, why aren't there any like real like bartending, like TV shows? I'm like, well, Dude, we we actually <laughs> hook each other up. We yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's a really tight family. So such a tight family. It's yeah. unbelievable. And it's very helpful. So and helpful. It's it's not like any kind kind of confrontational or or. And it's so it, it there's no I feel like there's no competition. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I really feel like everyone has my back, and I feel like everyone wants the other person to do well. And that sounds really corny and hunkadory, but. I, I really it, it, well, like it's it such is. a it's it such is, a maybe it's because we're always drinking, so we're always happy. Yeah. I don't well, know. I guess that's like, it. Yeah, <laughs> I just like have such a. I, I love I love love this industry. Yeah, I mean, well, absolutely. Well, we wouldn't have the, we wouldn't be on the air right now if we didn't. You know, <laughs> what was like one of your favorite? Uh, like, what was like the first cocktail that you ever had that like changed you into like someone who thought that was like that uh, that, that thought. Um, 
holy shit, there's a huge difference between like, you know, we all we all, we all have those like defining moments or like mm-hmm. a, a, a kind of a game changer kind of like situation. Like, mm-hmm. what was what was one of the first it, practice? It was Jim Kearns making me a Manhattan. Really? I'd never. I mean, I'd had a. Quote, I mean, I'm sorry, Manhattan. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Um, yeah, no, it was. You know, I'd never. For you know, I. I would make Manhattans with, you know, vermouth that had been sitting on shelves for months, and I'd maybe put a little, any kind of bitters that I found, and I would shake it really hard, and I would serve it. Like, that's what I thought, and I'd put, like, a disgusting cherry in it and call it a day. Um, So the first time I had, like, you know, the first time you have a Rittenhouse Manhattan, like, as ridiculous as that sounds, like, it's kind of (laughs) life-changing. And it was so delicious, and, you know, I never saw my, you know, but you don't see, you know, as, like, a... 21 year old just out of college like I didn't see myself as you know like a girl who would drink whiskey and drink Manhattans I was drinking Amaretto Sours and <laughs> yes <laughs> actually no I was not drinking Amaretto Sours I was drinking Frangelico Sours Ooh. yes that, that was my drink of choice back in the day wow um, sorry so- <laughs> sorry Frangelico if you guys want to sponsor the radio station feel free they're I mean not- they're delicious <laughs> um, so yeah that that really changed everything for me I feel like and it, yeah. and it was just like it's the most simple drink, right? It's three ingredients, but if they're balanced and they're, yeah, do you it know, right, yeah, you know, then it's yeah. delicious, more delicious than anything. So did did Jim Kearns teach you how to make that? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. 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 And was he? Uh, well, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> was he? Uh, was he very cordial about that? Was he what? Cordial. Yes, he was very cordial. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I'm a girl. You know. <laughs> Jim likes to talk to girls. Well, I mean, like... Jim well, likes to teach absolutely. girls things. I, I, I didn't mean that with uh, with Jim in any, uh, like, kind of, like, putting that kind of way. I mean, like, for for my experience, like, a lot of times, uh, well, when I uh, was training as a bartender, I would have people kind of like... First of all, I had a lot of people teach me the wrong ways. Yeah. Yeah. And I already kind of knew the right way. Yeah. And so they would get like kind of aggro. You know what I think it also is, is that, you know, like six years ago or six or seven years ago when this was when I was being taught by them, like they were kind of the first of their kind. Right. It was them and Brian Miller and Phil Ward who were kind of, you know, bringing all the cocktails back mm-hmm. to New York City. And I think they wanted to, I think they were hungry to teach people because they because they wanted, wanted a day off every yeah, once in a while. Exactly. <laughs> So, no, I, I never felt like there was any kind of, like, weird, oh, God, I have to teach this girl how to bartend feelings. Yeah. So, over the last seven years, what have you seen that has, like, in the bar world, that that has uh, really kind of, like, piqued your interest? Well, I think what's really great and what inspires me to keep doing what I'm doing is that customers are just so much more savvy now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it ins- I find it very inspiring that people nowadays are demanding, like demanding, demanding. a good product. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think that's wonderful. And I think it's great that tons and tons of restaurants even now are having, ha- have bar programs and are, you know, if you're going to pay this much attention to your food, you might as well put some fresh juice in your drink. Absolutely. You know, there's a, a lot of, um, as far as like the, the cocktail movement uh, well, the reviving of the like classic cocktail movement, uh, we we follow the uh, culinary trends, um, and it wasn't until yeah you know, thirty forty years ago maybe uh, 
that's being generous actually um, with with food coming back into like some really intense mm-hmm. uh, the highlights mm-hmm. you know um, we have had the access to great ingredients you know and sure. also the suppliers the the people who are making these things um, the different spirits the liqueurs the, the we're getting better fruit than we've yeah I mean well we had a little like a two month <laughs> window of like no limes there for a while but uh but we're just getting to the point where it's like, you know what? If you don't, if you don't have quality ingredients, mm-hmm. it's like, why, why? Why bother? Why? Why bother? You know, I'm I'm all I'm all good with like cracking a Budweiser <laughs> in a dive bar. Like, like, like yeah, absolutely. But, and there's a time and a place for that. Yeah, for sure. Yes. But at the same time, it's like. If I'm in a cocktail bar, it's like, or, or even like a, a restaurant or in any bar. And like, you know, even a lot of like dive bars have been like juicing fresh mm-hmm. uh, citrus and making mm-hmm. like their own simple syrup. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, great. Mm-hmm. it's great. Absolutely. And, you know, it really, and it, yes, it, it takes a little extra effort and a little extra money, but it's so, it's so worth it's it. It's worth it. Like, why wouldn't you? <laughs> I just, why wouldn't you? You know, first of all, it's a better experience all mm-hmm. around. You get people coming back, and I don't know. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. I like. <laughs> I like to. I like to host. I like to give people a great experience. Um, and I, I would rather someone have, even if I never see them again, I would rather them have like just a great experience. Yeah, with absolutely, the best ingredients, absolutely, you know? absolutely. But I'm really glad you said that because you know. A, a good experience isn't just about ingredients, right? I mean, if I have a bartender who has an awful attitude, but they're using, you know, only amazing things and, you know, artisanal fruit, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. If he's a jerk, like, that drink isn't going to taste good, right? I but, say, dude, I say it all yeah, the time. it's not going to taste good. I, I've, I, I could probably go back, like, two years. No, I've been doing this show for three years, but I could probably go back for the entirety of the... Uh, of my run with this radio show and I could I could pick out of every single episode my quote saying that the last thing you should think about as a bartender is making the drink. No, absolutely. I completely agree with you so much. Which is why I'm so happy that like my first bar experience was working in a dive bar because that yeah. that was the only thing you could do is you had to be nice to people because that's how you made your living. Yeah. Um and yes, do I think it's important that we are jiggering correctly and doing all these things? Yes, of course. But, you know, drinking should be fun. Drinking, yeah. You know, you shouldn't feel like your bartender is being condescending towards you while you're Absolutely. trying to have a good time. Well, I think I think exactly what you said. Like, I, you know, Brian Miller working across the street from Death & Company where he mm-hmm. was working for a long time at Bidding's Burritos. <laughs> Making burritos. <laughs> and, and then uh, Brad Farron, like, being a barista and dishwasher, you know, before, mm-hmm. like, you know... I think it's you got to pay your dues, you know. You got to pay yeah, your dues, absolutely. and you got you to. Yeah, it's work ethic. You yeah, know? And I like, agree. And also, I think uh, there's uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of times when when you go to a restaurant, you know, and I mean, I I, I could throw out a billion examples right now, but I'm not going <laughs> to name drop. <laughs> but. Uh, but uh, when you when you go and you have some food at a great restaurant, a really great restaurant, um, and 
you have like a great experience and the the food is amazing the 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 vibe is amazing the atmosphere everything the service everything you can tell that like that person that chef that owner the the bartender you know whatever mm-hmm. like they they actually they get it from every direction mm-hmm. they they just get it because they've they've done it you know and they obviously also must enjoy it right yeah because they who wants to be served by somebody who like is having an awful day and just hates their job. It's not why you go out. No. It's not why you go out. That's why you, that's why you go out. You go out for an experience, you know? Yeah. You you know, you could cook at home, Mm -hmm. go to a fast food restaurant, Mm -hmm. you go, which again also has its time and place. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You go pick up a six pack from the bodega. Um, but ultimately what you're going out for is a great experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, cheesy as this sounds like i like the idea that i'm helping create memories for people absolutely absolutely i know that's so corny but i really mean it you know what we could do we could do a whole like year of shows about that yeah yeah (laughs) well you know natasha let's we're about halfway through the show so let's take a quick break and then uh when we get back Let's talk about Nightcap. Okay. Yeah, new bar, man. Yes. Ah, it's so cool, and (laughs) uh, I can't wait to get into that. So let's uh, let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back with Natasha David. Michter's Whiskey is a proud sponsor of HeritageRadioNetwork.org. If you drink the whiskey that warmed General Washington's troops at Valley Forge, does that make you a patriot? Not necessarily, but it indicates that you appreciate that Michter's sets the standard for highest quality, limited production whiskeys. America's first whiskey distilling company, Michter's rich history dates back to 1753, when a farmer in Schaeferstown, Pennsylvania, distilled his first batch of whiskey from Hardy Rye. At one point, a master distiller left his family's well-known distillery to join Michter's so he could be at a smaller, less cost-conscious company where he could make the finest whiskey, cost be damned. Ask your bartender or retailer for Michter's whiskey today. Chatham Imports is the national sales agent for Michter's Distillery. For more information, please visit www.michters.com. That's www.m-i-c-h-t-e-r-s.com. And we are back. You're listening to The Speakeasy. And in the studio today, I have one of the most amazing bartenders that I've ever had the privilege uh, privilege to... uh, uh, Privilege? Jesus Christ. Well, You're nervous by my presence. I, I am. I'm very. I'm. I'm kind of. I'm kind of shocked right now. Um, I. I've worked with. I, I've been very blessed to work with so many amazing bartenders. I know the team over life. there has always been so good at primates. Yeah, it's it's so man. We, I mean, we've we've worked together with like Katie Stipe mm-hmm, and Kevin Tomlinson, mm-hmm. Jim Kearns, like well, well that you, uh, yeah. you as you mentioned yeah. before, Thomas Waugh. Mm-hmm. I mean, like really amazing. And multiple award-winning people, you know. Yeah. And it's like it's just we were talking about this before a little bit too. It's um, just like that that community and like knowing how um how we all work together and how we've all kind of like come up through the ranks and it's it's a labor of love for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, and and I'm I'm really psyched about. It. Well, we talked about this a little bit before we took the break, but. Uh, I'm really, really enthused about your uh, your new bar project, uh, Nightcap. It is awesome. <laughs> now I've uh, I've only been there on the disco nights, mm-hmm. and in my in 
in my memory, in my mind, like I feel like that every night uh, is like a disco night there, and, and as it should be. But um, you do okay. So first of all, um, I don't know if everyone knows. I, I love Pinot de Chiron. I love Pinot de Chiron, and I it's something I hadn't been exposed to until. Alex, my partner, Alex Day, exposed me to it. And I was like, what is this magical juice? It's amazing. That's, I mean, that's literally what it is. Magical juice. It, that's what it is. Yeah. And the fact that you have it in a cocktail. Mm-hmm. Well, well I'm, I'm, I'm just going to jump around. <laughs> uh, you also have uh, the bamboo cocktail mm-hmm. on tap. I love them. Well, listen, this is how I personally um, like to drink low alcohol spirits yeah like all like i just i like instead of like drinking two cocktails i like to drink all day long yeah sure and have it be low trust me (laughs) i do too so yeah i love i love bamboo they're one of my favorite things in the whole world well even when you worked with me at uh at prime Mm eats you had a great cocktail uh called the catnap (laughs) the catnap yeah and it was it was like low abv Mm -hmm. but it was like one of those like Kind of light spritzy kind mm-hmm. of cocktails. That that I tends to be yeah. You, you love you love that style. That's your I, style. I love white wine spritzes. Oh man, who doesn't? I love a white wine spritz. You know, I, I'm guilty. Mm-hmm. They're delicious. They're I'm sorry. So good. They're delicious. You know what? <laughs> Back in the day when I first got into bartending, um, maybe even before, the white wine spritzer was like something I was like, oh, that's like, and this is when I was still living in Oklahoma. I was like, oh, that seems like a like a Long Island housewife thing. <laughs> Before I even moved here. Before I even thought about moving to uh, New mm-hmm. York. I was like, that's like a Long I mean, Island I mean, housewife thing. Is. And it kind of is. <laughs> but, god damn it, you cannot go wrong with one of those. No, you cannot. And actually, the shittier the white mom. wine, the exactly, better. The better. <laughs> and that's how you make cheap, shitty wine taste good. Exactly. Some salsa. <laughs> yeah. Some salsa. Exactly. Anything. I like anything that has bubbles and anything that's low in alcohol, to be quite honest. Yeah. Well, so you've got this. Um, so, first of all, going back to the bamboo. <laughs> bamboo is a great cocktail. I love it. And you have it on tap. Right? I do. Yeah. Because I just wanted a bamboo to be at my disposal at all times. I know. I was thinking, like, was that in your contract? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> So, so the bamboo cocktail, some sherry, some vermouth, mm-hmm. bitters, with some bitters, yeah. a twist, yeah. just and and you do them in like smaller versions in too. The cute, have you seen the glass? Oh, so the, the I've glass, definitely seen them. I we were at they were right we were up to, on the Bowery the buying glass right glassware. Up to my nose. Oh, that's so cute. We were on the Bowery <laughs> buying glassware for the bar, and I saw this glass, and I was like, I have absolutely no use for this glass, but it's the cutest glass I've ever seen, so I'm just going to buy them. That's uh, amazing. <laughs> and then I found a use. Yeah. So okay, so let's talk about like the technique and the uh, uh, formula uh, style. Like, okay. so to you, like, how do you, or for you, how do you, um, how do you approach? Just for our listeners, like, how do you like approach a lighter body cocktail? Well, I think the challenge actually with using low proof spirits is still creating that sensation of having a drink, right? Of creating that mm-hmm. body and having viscosity and texture in your drink. So how do you do that? You do that, I do it a lot by combining many different fortified wines or many different low spirit things. Um, 
you have to create, you know, if you want to create your acid, there's different ways of creating your acid. You can use a citrus juice or you can use verjou or, you know, I, that's what I love about cocktails with, with low alcohol is the challenge of making them seem like they are quote unquote real cocktails. (laughs) Well, I think, I think it was very interesting too. Well, and I say this a lot too on the show that we're so lucky nowadays we're like kind of like living in the 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 second golden era of cocktails, mm-hmm. you know, where we have access to so many different ingredients and so many producers are making amazing fortified wines and vermouth and oh, liqueurs, so, I mean there's I can't know. keep up with I feel like every week someone's trying to taste me on a new sure, something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's like it's 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 like a bartender's playground, mm-hmm. you know. You just get to mess around with everything, you know. And so it's it's totally cool. Um and like you said, Virgil, that's awesome. So it's, so it's, much fun. Yeah, to work it's fun with. stuff. But like, as far as alternative acids too, it's like uh, rather than citrus, like if you use like a really dry sherry, that's kind of no, like absolutely, acidic, yeah? yeah, like what we're drinking right now. Oh, oh, you're not even drinking. Are we? I brought oh. you sherry. Oh, oh my god! Um, <laughs> can you be on the show every week? <laughs> what are we drinking here? We're drinking a little manzanilla sherry. I love manzanilla. Mm-hmm. The mans. <laughs> Yeah, I oh yeah okay I you, you know, know I'm sorry I'm sorry listeners that you're not here but yum, yum. we are having a great time um, <laughs> yeah I man I I think the, the the thing about sherry in cocktails like I mean there's been the um, the sherry cocktail competition that's been going mm-hmm. on for a few I don't know I how know. many years now I but should enter that I want a trip <laughs> I I would love to go I'd love to go to Spain that's like my fantasy yeah. come true I know. I, I, maybe we can go in tandem and like yeah, let's do it. <laughs> make a make and a share. We today. can do a, we can like bartend together. Oh, that'd like be awesome. You hold the jigger and I pour it into the jigger. You know. I, I yes yes. It'll be a first and we'll win. <laughs> Jeremy might get a little jealous, but <laughs> oh, Jeremy has no. He doesn't feel such feelings. But uh, yeah, I mean, like it's it's so amazing that. Um, I I love I love sherry so much, mm-hmm. and it's it's amazing to see how how much it's gotten into the cocktail game. Yeah, over the last like I would even say like five years, like probably I mean we have all the classics, you know that had sherry involved, but then like over the last five years to see the way that sherry has moved its way into the cocktail mm-hmm. world, it's really amazing. No, I you agree. Think? I agree, and I think people are also starting to realize that sherry isn't just you know that's sweet stuff that it's you like, cook it's with it's so varied right I yeah. mean, and it's they're all so incredibly different they they've yeah absolutely i mean like and i think it's really ushered in like the rest of uh these different four five like uh madeira and port mm-hmm. and you know a, a billion other like different uh fortified wines i i think we're really moving and capital tomlinson was on the show about uh oh, she's the queen of her like she loves the aperitif yeah, wines yeah. yeah so like we're talking about vermouths when she yeah. was on and now like even in the year and a half since she was on the show um we are seeing so many more tons. we have so much more tons. access to it's vermouth. unreal yeah it's unbelievable it's crazy and again they're all so different <laughs> like, they're all so different yeah. You've got in like even regionally. I mean, like we have like um, uncouth vermouth and like imbue and mm-hmm. like they, they're all so so different, man. And it, yummy. And they're very yummy. Yeah. 
But people are starting to experiment a lot more with them and using different like botanicals and aromatics, mm-hmm. and it's just so exciting. And like, so some of your cocktails at Nightcap are, well, a lot of them definitely use like a lot of uh, aperitif, like yeah. a lot of uh, vermouth, a lot of sherry. It's just awesome, you know. Well, it's a very you know. I I really have to say that Nightcap is such a true reflection of the three of us um and we all happen to love drinking in that style so i hope more people start drinking that way you know i i, I well like we well, were talking about before you were saying that uh, you like to have a drink and uh and be able to drink all day yeah because you know i re- i never quite understood that culture of of getting wasted and then like puking in the toilet like i just don't <laughs> quite get it um, maybe it's because I like I'm not fun enough. I don't know. But to me, drinking should be social, right? It should be something. So you should still be able to speak to the person you're with and not be falling over. Yeah. I mean, like, even even though I'm drinking a Budweiser over here next to my sherry, it's like I'm trying to keep That's it classy. That's a fantastic you know? combination. <laughs> but, yeah, I totally. It's like the... Um, it's the whole like cocktail party idea, you know, where it's it's a social environment. Mm-hmm. Actually, just bars in general should be social environments. Exactly, exactly. And you like what? What is your end game? You know, with uh, I get it. Like, there's you know rum that's one fifty one, mm-hmm. and then there's uh, you know uh, navy strength gin, which is and great. It's all good, <laughs> but. You have to know how to like harness that mm-hmm. and like drink it the right way. Absolutely. You know, if there's like an entire picnic table full of steak, like just like all kinds of steaks. Yeah, <laughs> I might be tempted to just like. I mean, I did win a, a hot a hot dog eating competition what? a couple of weeks ago. No, and I'll tell you about that later. That's but the the thing is though, that was kind of, that was ridiculous. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But the thing is, like, if you have an entire table full of food, like, I I know I'm going to be able to pick at that for a while, mm-hmm. and I would rather like enjoy it and talk about it with you rather than get really full. And then, yeah, steak. exactly, exactly. So you know, <laughs> and, and you've always had like such a great approach to cocktails. Oh, like, thank you. It's it's you're. You're one of my favorite bartenders. Aww, I'm just saying, but but I mean, like it's it's not just because of the uh, the way that you approach the cocktail ingredients and the way that you put the formulas together. But you're just a lovely person, and uh, and I would strongly encourage everyone to go out to Nightcamp, Lurieside. Do you have what's the website? Uh, NightcapNYC.com. N i t e c a p n y c. N i t e. We're you know we're hip like that, so yeah. we couldn't just be regular. I thought that's cap. the way it was normally spelled. <laughs> but you know, I went to school in Oklahoma, so sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Everyone, go out to Nightcap. There's it's, owls. There's discos. There's owls. First of all, there's owls. Yeah. So and then they owls. also have drinks. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you guys are doing these awesome disco parties and stuff like that. It's just a really, it's just a fun environment, and it's. I love basement bars, by the way, mm-hmm. and it's downstairs. Don't you just feel like you're in like your grandma's like yeah cool basement? And some of the coolest wallpaper in the bathrooms. <laughs> very, very cool. Um, 
yeah, think Natasha, God, it's 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 just so nice to have you. Thanks for around me, in general, and uh, everyone go check out Nightcap here on the Lurie side, and uh, I'll probably be seeing you there. <laughs> yeah, disco party next Sunday. All right, let's do it. All right, Natasha, cheers. Cheers. All right, that's it for the Speakeasy this week. Check in and also check into all of the other uh, Heritage Radio Network shows. So many good, inf- like good, good people giving good information about food and farming and drinking and just everything that we love. All right, that's it. Cheers. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.